Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. This is the Thrive Bites podcast, and welcome to season five. Here we talk about three things, plant-powered living, enhancing emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And I interview the most passionate guests here, ranging from physicians to coaches to dietitians to entrepreneurs. And my hope is to give you really informative and high-valued conversations. So please Follow us here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and wherever you hear your podcasts. Come on in, and I can't wait to see you inside. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. This is Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and welcome back to Thrive Bites Podcast. And today, um, I am joined by Dennis uh, Colmia. Um, he is the founder um, of Strive Nutrition. And a little bit about him, um, he founded Campac um, uh, back in 1980 in Arkansas City, uh, Kansas, and he's basically a leader in aseptic processing. And uh, he's dedicated many decades in the dairy industry, and now he's taking um, things differently and finding Strive Nutrition and producing a line of products um, that is not only better in terms of nutrition, but also better for the planet and uh, climate. Uh, Strive is a sustainable nutrition company, and uh, as per their website, they say that uh, they are thinking of themselves as a family on a mission and to make things simpler, healthier, and better for the uh, planet, and their journey started 40 years ago. So uh, it's a great um, episode. Um, you know, we talked about his journey um, coming up um, and what he is doing in working with others um, to make uh, things simpler uh, using cleaner ingredients and uh, ultimately leaving a uh, less of a carbon footprint uh, for the climate. So you don't want to miss this and uh, I encourage you to watch it and um, I will see you um, at the show. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of the Thrive Bites podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. You could have been anywhere in the world, and you decided to give just a few precious moments with us today, and we are greatly, greatly appreciative of that. So without further ado, I am very, very excited for today's guests. Um, and uh, we are discussing a great, great topic. Um, but first, um, his name is Dennis uh, Colmia, uh, and he founded Strive Nutrition. And uh, before that, he founded other companies, and he started off with uh, CanPack in 1980 in Arkansas City in Kansas. And he was a pioneer of the aseptic processing and packaging industry in North America, producing a variety of dairy and non-dairy-based products, including the first iced coffee products in the United States. He went, he went on to building that company and it became a very international uh, business spanning over US, Mexico, and China before selling it in 2016. And Campac has been responsible for many firsts um, in the US um, over the years. Um, with Strive Nutrition, um, they uh, it is a sustainable nutrition company and uh, very, very family oriented. And they're on a mission to make things simpler, healthier and better for the planet. And, um, you know, they are focusing on not just protein enriched beverages that are better tasting, more nutritious and better uh, for the planet. And uh, they're saying is if 
You don't need it. We don't either um, because we're people like you um, as well. So without further ado, please welcome Dennis. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Colin. Good to be with you. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Dennis, for uh, being here with us. Um, I know you're a very, very busy man, and we are very excited to, um, you know, go into, um, you know, what your company is currently doing. And uh, before we get to that, I like to orient my audience, um, you know, on how you got here. Um, but for my first question is, where are you calling from? I am calling from Wichita, Kansas, which is uh, a town where I was born. And, uh, and I were back here. I moved back here. I built the business here. I actually, after college, uh, my wife and I uh, left, moved to California and New York, and then came back. And I started the business here in uh, over 1979, actually, uh, Camp Back. And uh, I thought I'd be here for five years and then sell it. But 35 years later, we had four kids and a uh, large business. And so uh, after we sold it, we did move away for a while, and then we're back because we have grandkids here, and Wichita is a good place to start a business. It's oh, a that's business. lovely. That's lovely. I, I personally have never been to Kansas. I've been bi-coastal. I've, uh, you know, originally from New Jersey, and now I'm in Southern California, so not much uh, time has spent for me, but I'm, uh, you know, very excited. If I do make it out that way, I'll, <laughs> I'll come and visit. <laughs> we, we do a lot of fun things. We watch, you know, paint rooms and watch them dry, things like that. But it's, <laughs> it, it is I'm a, sure there's way more than that. <laughs> there is way more. There's a lot. It's a lovely place, lovely people, and uh, it's 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 very agricultural, obviously, and and so it's a it's a great place to start a food business. Great, great. So let's start from the beginning. So can you take us um, the origins of uh, you know Strive? Um, and you know, I know you started off you know in the seventies with you know your original company, but how did you make that transition um, to what you're building uh, currently today? Well, we we were. In my old business, we were a co-packer for a variety of protein drinks and consumer products um, in bottles at one time, Tetra Pak, et cetera. And so we always were a developer and manufacturer of these products. And after we sold the business, we thought we would like to go into be on the brand side or be on, on the side where we were uh, Capital Light and developing products and bringing them to market. And uh, so we, we uh, my son and I uh, purchased a small beverage company called, because we love the name Strive. And we had actually looked at it uh, when we were over the years and thought that would be the right name for a product that inspired, uh, inspired nutrition, inspired people to, to, uh, to go beyond themselves. So we purchased a small powder business called uh, Strive Nutrition, and um, we didn't do much with it with the powder side. And I got a little distracted for a while because we actually still have a, a process, an aseptic plant in China. And so I was actually very involved with that. And then in 2020, we really got involved with Strive and decided to bring it to market as a ready-to-drink line of really starting out protein drinks. Mm -hmm. 
Awesome. Awesome. And, um, you know, so you are including your family and um, in, you've included yes. your family as part of the business. Yes. Uh, actually, my wife and I are partners and we have been for almost 50 years now together. We've been together 49. Uh, she says it feels like 50, but be that as it may. <laughs> uh, and my son, who did work work at Camp Hat before we sold as in, in a, on the aseptic side is involved. And now, uh, recently, we've had my my daughters joined us as the CMO, and and her husband, Chene, moved actually moved back here from Los Angeles. Uh, oh wow! And so we're uh, we are truly a family business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at the heart of it, and I love the fact that it is a family business, um, and I'm sure there's <laughs> inherent challenges with that. Um, what is the, I guess, the core messaging uh, for Strive Nutrition? You know, what do you hope to achieve um, being that it started, you know, not too long ago? You know, I know that you have a, a range of products, um, you know, coming down um, the pike and, you know, we'll definitely go more into that. Um, but what do you hope to achieve that isn't necessarily have been done in the current marketplace, would you say? Well, um, that's a good question. Uh, our, our original intent was we started with Strive. We actually, you know, I, I spent 40 years in the, on the dairy side, uh, as well as on, we did a lot of plant-based products at, at Canback. But we originally looked at Strive as being, as going up against all the other protein drinks using a dairy-based product. We actually looked at, at it had looked at ultrafiltration in the dairy side, and we developed some good products. And then we started seeing we had to be on the plant. We had to have plant-based versions of, the, of Strive. And so we looked at, um, you know, various vegetable proteins, pea protein, et cetera. And um, um, I'd done a lot of work with pea protein over a CAMPAC over the years from the original when it originally came on, on, on site because it was really a low-cost replacement for dairy and, and when people wanted to lower the cost of their, of their beverages. But we weren't really satisfied with that because it's not a, it's not a complete protein. I mean – Plant proteins aren't complete unless you put them together properly. Mm-hmm. So I I knew about Perfect Day, and I knew about what was going on with precision fermentation and alternative proteins. So we contacted them, and we started up a conversation about what we wanted to do with Strive, and we um, uh, tested their products, uh, their 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 whey protein isolate made with through fermentation. And uh, we were surprised. It was excellent. It's, it is bioidentical to, to whey protein. And we decided, uh, we started did test, various tests with them. And we decided that uh, we weren't going to do dairy. We weren't going to do the plant side. We were mm-hmm. going to go right into the future, a headlong mm-hmm. into the future, because we could see that things were, what was happening with climate change, mm-hmm. with cha- new, new alternative proteins, happening in the marketplace. And I knew a lot about the dairy side, about the inefficiencies of, of really mm-hmm. what dairy is. And so we decided that we were going to hang our head on that hat on that, that business and uh, go full on into it and see what would happen. And yeah. We got into it. Um, yeah. We did decide to change from being strictly protein beverages, protein drinks, to being uh, to moving into uh, what we see as plant-based and milk alternatives, 
And we decided that because we could see that category was growing dramatically. And the one deficiency of plant-based drinks, almond, oat, uh, is really the lack of protein. And so we could see that that adding or enriching those beverages with the perfect day whey protein isolate was almost a perfect product to bring to the marketplace. At the mm-hmm. same time, we also developed a milk alternative called, which we uh, strive free milk, which is uh, another trademark that is an animal free uh, dairy product. And we decided to bring those alt- to market also at the same time. So we're bringing to market five SKUs, which are our oat, oat barista, almond, unsweetened uh, vanilla almond, and uh, uh, strive free milk, whole milk, and and strive uh, free milk chocolate. Uh, mm-hmm. That's our beginnings. We will mm-hmm. follow up with what we call Strive Plus, which are the protein drinks we'll bring out later in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, it's definitely advantageous the fact that you've worked on the dairy side. So you pretty much knew what, you know, the ins and outs of that industry and understanding that, you know, that, you know, the marketplace is shifting towards, you know, animal free and, um, you know, plant based and, you know, more with climate change, like you're saying, you know, we need to be able to find solutions um, that are sustainable at the end of the day. I think, um, one of the biggest disconnects uh, about food and nutrition is really, you know, where it came from and how it ends up in our stores, restaurants and plates and tables. And there is a large gap of all these different things that happen, but the average consumer doesn't really, you know, see that. So to have a company, um, you know, be able to, you know, think ahead and say, you know, we want to be able to not just affect you know, uh, you know, have better tastes, right. And just follow, you know, consumer trends. It's more about, you know, what is better, uh, in the whole grand scheme of things, right. And having an understanding that it all affects all of us, you know, like you and I, we live on the same planet, you know, we're just not in two different States and not in two different countries, et cetera, but we all live on the same blue planet. And so how do we continue to make the efforts, um, that we create, not just serve the consumer, but serve ourselves and, you know, serve um, everyone at large. So um, I think that's, I think that's great. Well, we really, honestly, um, my wife, JT and I were, were, we were talking in the evening about which, what about this perfect day product. And we really do believe our first, our first view to this was we wanted to do something that was for the planet was for a, to make things better in the environment. And that's really our, was our driving force behind going headlong into to animal-free dairy products. Um, we understand from being in this business for so long that if it's not, if it doesn't taste great, you're not gonna get anybody to buy it, no matter what, sure. basically. And also, we also believe very, very, much in efficient nutrition um, and something that that we've always believed in as a family is proper nutrition proper exercise and we really felt like we could make products that that had great taste great nutrition and were were mindful to what the planet requires as we go into into the future 
it's it's not something that's going to happen overnight. We sure. know a long runway here with these types of products. There's a lot of people that are, are coming into the marketplace with alternative proteins and dairy. There's been an, an almost over $3 billion invested into a variety of companies who are working on everything from whey protein to casein, cheese, and a variety of products. And it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to take hold, but it's going to take time for us to really get that done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can we, um, you know, talk about, you know, how, you know, this, you know, you mentioned Perfect Day, which is, um, you know, the, the partner company that you're using. Um, how does, how does that work exactly? You know, when you're saying that you were creating like an animal free protein slash milk from flora, um, basically <laughs> microorganisms, how does that exactly work? If you can explain that to us? Well, um, we all know fermentation isn't, is a, it's been around for, for centuries and, and uh, many things are, made through fermentation. I, I used to make yogurt and in our plants, and that is a a product of fermentation. But that's a product where you're using the entire mass as the finished product. Uh, Perfect Day is taking, they're actually getting, they're taking the code or the DNA from the internet. They're not getting it directly from an animal. And they are, they are using like you said, microflora, which is a fungus, if you will, and they are coating that microflora or inoculating that microflora to to then and they're in in a biomass and they're feeding that with with a grain or sugars, uh, prim- primarily like a corn or a a grain, so that you it's going to so that it'll enable that that to grow and and in the fermentation process, which is time, temperature, pressure, um, they're able to grow the whey protein in, in that biomass. And unlike yogurt, where you're using the entire mass in, as the product, they are separating that whey protein that has been grown via mm-hmm. the, the, the microflora, and they are separating it, filtering it, and the most of the biomass is then then re, 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 reworked, or should I say, goes through a, a process to clean it and, 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 and reuse it again, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the whey protein is then filtered, separate, goes through separation, is filtered very much like dairy products are filtered through ultrafiltration, and then processed, dried, mm-hmm. it's really vegan. Um, um, and it, but at the same time, it is bioidentical to whey protein. So it is a, a precision fermentation process uh, versus mm. a straight fermentation process. Oh, that's excellent. How does that, you know, uh, a part of the climate change is really about when you're producing things is paying attention to the energy inputs. You know, we know that from, you know, livestock, the land that they use, the land that we, you know, use to graze, to grow the crops, to feed them, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of energy inputs, right? So when you're doing this fermentation process with, you know, microflora, um, how does that, uh, compared to traditional, um, you know, milk processings in terms of the actual climate footprint, they have they have done extensive studies on 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 energy inputs, emissions, water consumption, and the numbers that Perfect Day has put on their website and and 
and I and I have read are we're using about uh, we're saving 60% of the energy input that is used to produce let's say the same amount of milk. Uh, we're saving virtually 99% of the water consumption mm. uh, because uh, I've you know been around dairy farms. I know cows can drink 50 to 75 gallons of water a day, and the mm. use of water on a dairy farm is enormous. Whether it's to clean or to 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 clean tanks, to clean cow, to clean pens, etc. Mm. And then and then they're saving 97% 97% less. Um, emissions producing this whey protein isolate through uh, precision fermentation. It really is kind of a, I guess it, I call it almost a miracle that mm. we're able to produce this nutritious of a protein in, in almost anywhere you set up, you can set up the proper factory and there, and you know, fermentation is done almost like a pharma product and it's done properly and it's a natural process. And think about the fact that if if you if you you can set up this in a in a part of the world where they need that nutrition, and you're able to produce it right there, and be able to make product finished products out of it, and bring it to the marketplace without having to have the land use of a cow, the the cost of of dealing with taking care of cows, with milking the cows with, with three times a day, yeah, um, all of the inputs that it takes. To, to get that milk also to the processor who has to go through the same testing procedures and handling procedures and then putting it into the uh, into the marketplace. And there's nothing, you know, I I've always milk is a is a is an ancient business. Mm-hmm. But it also is uh, a pretty inefficient way to ferment. I mean mm-hmm. a cow is a big fermentation process if you think mm-hmm. about a big bioreactor. And it's really only about 4% efficient with what the inputs and what you get out of it. Mm. And it makes it extremely efficient in, in producing these types of dairy proteins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, those are very important, you know, points to highlight because, you know, the average consumer doesn't really think about that. You know, they think about, you know, uh, consuming it, ingesting it for not just, um, you know, quote unquote, nutrition and sustenance, but also, um, you know, for hydration or rehydration for athletic performance, things like that. You know, we still have, um, you know, perceptions that, you know, it's to help us, you know, for, you know, some athletes and training and things like that. So, um, it's very important to, uh, be aware of how inefficient, you know, this kind of industry can be, um, and has been, um, and the fact that it doesn't really give us the best nutrition, you know what I'm saying? If at all, and we don't need it, it's not necessary. Um, and that, you know, we're working on, you have been working on, you know, different ways, you know? Um, so my question to you is that, um, what are some common misconceptions about when you have been building up, you know, strive nutrition, um, or, you know, have building it ever since you bought it and, you know, building up since uh, 2020, what are some common misconceptions about the whole plant-based industry, you know, since, um, you know, it's, it's spanned the market and because it's taking on, um, uh, there's a huge demand for it. So, Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Hey guys, if you are interested in having a consultation with me and actually see me one-on-one, um, the Chef Doc Lifestyle Medicine uh, practice has partnered with Plant-Based Telehealth and uh, we offer uh, lifestyle medicine consultations. So you'll be able to see me one-on-one and um, I can go over your health history and seeing what we can do to fill in the gaps. Uh, we can talk about your physical health, anything from food to lifestyle to diet to setting up your kitchen to cooking preparation to grocery shopping to your mental health. Um, I think it's important that we build our emotional resilience to talking about your sleep and how to stay hydrated and what are the best uh, medicines if necessary, what are the best supplementations if necessary. And we do all this in a very concise manner and it's a conversation. I take the time out to listen. I take the time out to really understand you from the ground up and to look at all aspects um, of your physical, emotional, and mental health. And um, please, you know, uh, drop me a line, schedule an appointment if you want to see me one-on-one. And um, I am very, very looking forward to learning more about you. And again, thank you so much for visiting uh, here uh, at The Chef Doc. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Um, Colin, um, when you talk about misconceptions, um, if I can take you back to 1987, I think, I, mm. I, when I, had, I was one of the first to have Tetra Pak in the United States. And mm. we did all acid foods. And I remember doing, I even forgot the company that we did this for, but we made a soy milk in the plant. We actually cooked the soybeans uh, in the vat and extracted the soy milk. And we produced the brownest soy milk I've ever seen in my life. However, mm-hmm. it was early on in those days when they were putting, they were producing soy milk for the marketplace. And there's, and, and there, that, that, you know, and I had people in the dairy side who thought I was absolutely crazy for even messing with it. But, the, but, a lot of the misconceptions has come from the fact that 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 how do you in our traditional way of looking at nutrition, whether it be meat, dairy, etc., how can how can the plant-based people say that that it is equal to nutritionally mm-hmm. as it is for the protein you get from meat or or from dairy? And there is a big misconception there because because there are ways that you are getting the same nutrition from a plant based side, and um, and I I think that that's that's really been been a problem since day one. And yeah. getting traditional people in the United States, especially in rural areas and smaller cities where they're that where they they've been so provincially based on their nutrition, yeah whether it be meat and potatoes or whatever, to get them to change over or understand that it's better for them is, is a, is a, is a, it's a long haul. It's, it's tough, but you know, we are doing it in a way that we are kind of blending both the plant-based side, let's say oat and this new way of looking at dairy protein. So we have a combination product that really does satisfy a, a number of, 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 of consumers. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. And even if you do, um, you know, so you do, so some of your products do have uh, dairy from a cow, correct? Well, no, they actually have dairy from the precision fermentation process. Mm. So really. So um, it's bioidentical, like you said before. Bioidentical. It is vegan. It's Well, they call it vegan friendly. That's kind of the new phrase, but it does give you those notes of, of a dairy product that, are really satiating. They really are very satisfying mm-hmm. um, in, in the product. At the same so essentially, time, you're not using animals. No, we're not using any animals, and that's mm-hmm. the key. Um, um, that's that's a key thing we got to highlight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, we we see the possibilities for for what the, this process and these products can bring to the marketplace that is better for for the planet. Um, when you think about it, um, right now, I mean, there are going to be grain shortages in, in the world. Mm. And you, people are going to have to make decisions. Do they feed those animals or do they feed humans? Mm. And the cost of, of, of maintaining a concentrated animal feeding operation and what mm. it takes to continue to feed that animal and, and the cost of dealing with that, um, that's, that's not easy. It takes a yeah. lot of land. It takes a lot of, of, of protein that can go really to human beings. Yeah. And so we're, our belief is we're, we're separating that from, you know, we're, we're, we're not just a plant-based protein, but we are a vegan dairy protein, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's the great combination we can put together with plant proteins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like like we're you know continuing to highlight, it's important to understand how much. Again, it's the energy, it's the amount of water, it's the amount of you know uh, fossil fuel, you know, um, it's you know all these emissions that are coming out, and the amount of land. Um, we already don't have enough land, and a lot of it is you know just the Amazon. I think you know, around 20% of the Amazon is deforested, you know, for grazing livestock. Um, and yeah. it's a, it's a huge deal. It's, it's a major. And I, you know, I've, I've done a lot of business in China. I have, I have a plant there. I've seen how their dairy, how their dairy realm is, their dairy world has processed. They love dairy products, but um, dairy farms in China are, are not, are not efficient. Um, the land use in China can be put to other other things rather than just a dairy farm. And that's something that I think is going to take hold in different countries where land use can be better served, not for dairy farms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, switching gears back to the nutritional side, you know, if one is looking at your products and, you know, wanting to understand the nutritional profile compared, um, you know, for your products versus other uh, plant-based milks, you know, how does it hold? Um, does it comparative or is it, you know, do even better? I think it does even better because, um, you know, whey protein is a complete protein. And it, it absorbs quickly. And um, when we combine that with, as example, when we make our oat milk, we're using oat powder. We, use, we have some oat protein in there. But we're enriching that to bring it up to 10 grams of protein per serving mm-hmm. uh, in total. 
So uh, milk is, is eight grams of protein per serving. So we are actually going further. We're going to double digit on a per serving in protein. So we, and, and we're not adding any sugar to that mm-hmm. because there are some natural sugars in, in oat already because of multiple the way the oat is processed. So we feel like that gives this, this beverage great efficiency. Uh, it tastes fantastic. And it makes an incredible latte when you want to, <laughs> because of the, all that extra protein in there. And so that's, that's a big difference. And that final, that, you know, that it brings a certain essence to the product that is truly makes it an oat milk. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, currently are the products um, in the marketplace right now, or are they um, uh, still coming up? Well, we will start our first production the first part of August in a Tetra Pack, in a Tetra Edge shelf stable. So we are not in the marketplace just yet. Mm-hmm. We will start with e-commerce. We do have some retailers that are ready to go with it. And we're going we're gonna to take our time going into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, you know, we've got time on our side. We have, uh, you know, we've, we've got the capital behind it. We feel like we're going to be able to, to, make it, to make it work. Nice, nice, nice. And, um, you know, if you had to look at this, you know, three years, five years, you know, 10 years, they, a lot of environmentalists, a lot of environmental scientists, you know, um, climate scientists believe that this is, you know, truly the, a really, really critical decade. Um, you know, how do you see, um, you know, your products and your company, you know, contributing to that part of it um, as a alternative for the future of milk? I think that's the key to what we're doing. Um, I mean, I, I've read the reports recently from the UN, and we are a critical stage. If we don't do something right now, I mean, if if the temperature of the Earth goes beyond an increase of more than one and a half degrees Celsius, yeah. we're going to have things like the permafrost will will start will start melting, and I, I don't know if people understand that. I mean, America is the worst country when it comes to climate denial mm-hmm. and climate change deniers and versus the rest of the world. But we need to, we need to get it together and yeah. understand that if we don't do something drastic, uh, we're good. We're going to become, we're going to have real issues with, with, I mean, um, rising sea levels. I mean, if you get mm-hmm. any, you even get 10% of the, of the, of the ice caps to melt. Yeah. I mean, Miami will be underwater. Yeah. Or Manhattan will be underwater. So there are issues yeah. that we have to to do right now to, to make things, to change things. And that's yeah. really our, what we believe is the most important part of what we're doing. We're bringing great nutrition, great tasting products, and and products that people use every day. Um, and, we're, and we're making them good for the planet. Yeah. It's a given we have to, they taste great. They have to taste great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's really our, our view is that we are, we want to make a, and we're making a small difference. It's not going to change the world, but in our, in our small way better. And that's our, that's our, our, that's where we came up with strive for better, not strive, you know, strive for greatness is wonderful. We all want to be great, but we know every day people are just trying to strive to be a little better, make things yeah. better for life. And that's how we feel about what we can do for for uh for our planet yeah 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 i'm uh, i'm in agreement i think um you know for me it's not really about being on top it's continuing to 
you know, it's a process of learning and, you know, every, every day being better than yesterday. So um, I definitely, you know, resonate with that. So last question before we close out is, you know, being that you are the head honcho for these companies, you know, how do you take time uh, to thrive in your own life? You know, what are some, you know, uh, self-care routines that you do to, you know, make sure that, you know, you're in check. So everyone, you know, around you um, is able to steer, steer the ship uh, well. So <laughs> well, I, I, first and foremost, I've learned as I've gotten older, sleep is very important. So even though as you get older, you sleep less, you, you know, maybe, maybe it's, you know, that you're, you're you can see the end of your life. However, sleep is extremely important. I've really learned that. Uh, second, um, diet is extremely important. I tell people every day that diet, you know, fitness is, a, is really 80% what you eat, 20% workout. Um, and people have to eat properly. Reduce uh, sugar, better protein, don't overeat. And so that's a, that's a real important part of what, what, I, what we do in my life. And that is, is to make sure that, that I, that nutritionally I'm, I'm doing the right things. And then, and then of course, every day exercise. Um, I, my wife and I are avid bikers. Um, and I, you know, I quit running really. I do long walks. Uh, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have that aerobic. And then, and then, uh, you gotta lift weights. I grew up, you know, I was an athlete growing up and, uh, I'm a believer that you have to have, uh, resistance training and, and, and you have to, if you want your muscles to stay toned, if you want yeah. your bones to increase in size, you've got to keep the, you've got to, you've got to lift those weights. And as we get older, I believe that, you know, you know, you, that's the, one of the most important things is to keep yourself, um, keep your, your, your bones and your muscles uh, in, in good shape. And check and check. Yeah, no, I, uh, I resonate with all those. It's really about basics. And that's what we do here on the show is continuing to reinforce and continuing to repeat and practice those basics um, until it's secondhand for everyone. So uh, Dennis, thank you so much for being here on the show. Um, I think, you know, you guys are been doing great. You've been in industry, you know, for a while now. And also, you know, we're striving for the future. And uh, I cannot wait to see, you know, uh, where your company uh, takes off to. If people wanted to learn more uh, about your company, where can they go to? Well, our, our website is striveforbetter.com. You can go to the website. You can learn about a lot about uh, what we're doing, the ingredients we're putting in into the product, um, what we believe in, um, and what we believe we can become. Uh, so that's the, the best place to to, to start. Uh, we will start e-commerce uh, September September one. Our e-commerce site will be up and running, and we're we're going to be very cognizant of the fact that we have to be competitive in price and we want people to try our product and we look forward to everybody um, giving it a try and tasting it and, and living a better life. And uh, we, we, we pray that, that the world will, will get better and we'll learn that we have to do things differently than we've done in the past. Yeah. 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 Very, 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 
Very, very true. So, you know, it's critical. So whatever we can do, our, our little part in the world. So um, Dennis, thank you so much uh, for being here on the show. Uh, we greatly, you know, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, thank you for all you do. All right, Colin, take care of yourself. <laughs> You're doing good work. Uh, thank you. Teaching nutrition and, and things about the world. That's, that's, uh, that's important. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. We are continuing to do our best here. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for watching another episode. If you like this, please like, subscribe, and comment. And if you feel that this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And until then, please say goodbye to Dennis. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching that episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you like this, please like, follow, and subscribe. And please follow us for the latest updates for this season, season five. And if you feel that this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and YouTube. And thank you so much again. And we will see you on the next one. Mm